Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm the podcast announcer. Fred wanted to give me the title Head Sound Designer, but I reminded him I have a reputation to uphold. As Seven says, we won't be doing that anytime soon. I'm happy to announce the third season of the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Fred is still the podcast host. The purpose of the podcast continues to be the exhortation, encouragement, and exploring the details of a passionate, growing, biblical, dynamic, and soul-satisfying prayer life. Prayer is the lifeline for Christians. The discipline of prayer leads us to glorify God, helps us in conforming to His eternal will, and part of our experiencing the blessings of eternal life here and now. Thank you for joining Free Range Preacher in our odyssey with God through prayer. And now, once again, here's our host, Fred. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We do bless you, and we thank you for your abundant goodness to us. We thank you once again for the sure knowledge that you are listening to the prayers of your people and that you are ready to hear and to answer. Lord, again, we confess that today is beautiful, not because it is perfect, that we have everything our flesh desires or our egos desire, but that we have salvation in you. So we praise you for that, and we thank you for that as well. We would bow before you as we have for many months now, praying that as suddenly as this pandemic came on the world, that you would make it go away. But Lord, we know that in this moment, we have been praying that for a long time, and you seem to have a larger purpose in mind. And so we would pray and ask that your larger purpose, the salvation of men's souls, would be accelerated through this time, through the pandemic, through civil unrest, Lord Jesus, whatever you're taking this world through, we know you are preparing people for salvation and to glorify you. So we would pray that that would be so. We would also ask, Lord, that our prayers would be directed to that end. Amidst all the things we have to pray about for ourselves personally and for those we love, we pray that you would be moving to use these times to save souls. Thank you for the opportunities that we have to minister in your name to the lost around us and to the saved around us. So even though we would pray to an end to this pandemic, this sickness, we also pray your will be done in it and through it, and that you would open our eyes so that we would glorify you because of these days. We present again this day to you and ask that you would teach us about prayer, Lord Jesus, that you would help encourage and exhort us to be praying, to be coming to you each day and unburdening our souls to you, and then, like David says, eagerly waiting for your answers. I pray that you would give unction to this lowly slave of yours, that you would use this little might of mine and take your word and through the power, your power, Holy Spirit, that you would teach your people, and get us excited to be coming to you in daily prayer. We bless you and we thank you again for today. 
We pray all this to glorify you, that people would know that there is a God in heaven and that you're engaged with us on earth. To the glory of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the person of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we commit these things. Thank you, Jesus, for accomplishing your will. Amen. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I am the host of the podcast, or the podcast host, whichever you like best. As we come to this episode today, it occurs to me, I'm just reminded that we walk by faith. We have a mandate to walk by faith, to trust God. We know from God's Word over and over again that we are exhorted and commanded to walk by faith. And we've discussed this a little bit and will, Lord willing, discuss in the future as well. Prayer, what we are talking about, what we are encouraged to do every single day. Prayer is one of the most tangible witnesses to our own souls of our salvation, of our faith. We haven't seen God, but we believe that he is and that we believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him And we do seek him after he sought us and brought us to salvation. And surely, prayer is a concrete act of our faith. When we come to God, we display our faith. That being said, even our initial and fumbling efforts in prayer actually should be a a source of great joy. We are coming to the holy God of the universe. We have an open invitation to the king's throne room. And we come into his presence and we unburden our hearts and we give him glory. One of the things I also think about through my life is it occurs to me how much faith it takes to try and teach the word of God or to dare, I should say, to teach the word of God. There are a string of propositions that anyone who's teaching the word of God sincerely believes by faith. From salvation to a calling to teach, to relying on the Holy Spirit, to take our little loaves and fishes. The Puritans called it unction from the Holy Spirit, but he takes our little efforts and we pray that he makes them, he magnifies them and makes them into meaningful meals for his people. And the Holy Ghost is critical in all this. He takes our feeble efforts and he impacts the lives of others. We believe that by faith. We have seen that by faith. For me, one of the mundane things, that aspects that I struggle with in God's providence is the timing of the episodes of the podcast. I actually break every rule that I've ever seen on podcasts. I haven't looked at them a lot, partly because of the nature of the podcast here, the free range podcast here. It's not a show. But when I come across rules, this, the do's and don'ts, you might say, of podcasters, one of them is timing. And actually, I've broken all the rules that I've seen. But but as it pertains to timing, you know, if you've been with us for a couple of years, that one of the things I struggle with is my health and the energy to keep up with the things that I need to do. And so it seems like it's been a while since we've been together in prayer. Maybe not as long as I thought, but health has a part to do in that. But in that context, then, I have to trust in God's providence as well. And of course, you've heard me say this before, this podcast is not just meant for today, for this moment, but for future days. In the future days, what that means is 
these delays aren't going to be there for people who listen down the road. They're going to be, well, they can access them anytime they want and in whatever order they want. But it's still one of those pressures. By faith, I have to believe that what's gone on the last week or week and a half or two weeks is by God's providence, in his providence, and he is still going to accomplish his will despite my weaknesses, my health. And it is still, and I've mentioned this a time or two before, it is still my purpose. Still, the reason I do this is that prayer brings such inexpressible joy and glory when we commune with the Holy God of the universe. It's a thrilling, it's joyful, it's convicting, it's peaceful. There's nothing like it. In the hardest times in my life, in fact, there was a a couple year span when the only peace I actually had, truly had, was when I was in prayer. And as soon as I closed my prayer book, and as soon as I walked away from the Word of God in prayer, the worries and the depression came flooding back. And you take all that, and even though there are many more men who are able to communicate the truth of God, the Word of God, there actually is no other human being who can express to the fullest extent the meaning of prayer, and the blessings that it brings. You have to experience them, and you will as you pray. So, all that to say, it's my privilege and joy to have the chance to talk about prayer with anyone, actually anytime and anywhere. And so we come to this episode on Jesus Teaches Prayer, and we are coming back to the Lord's Prayer as seen in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6. And for our refreshment, Matthew 6, 9-13 says this, Pray then in this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This isn't one of those times where Jesus comes to his disciples or where the disciples come to Jesus and say, teach us to pray. He's in the midst of his Sermon on the Mount, his opening agenda, if you will, to the people of Jerusalem and to his disciples. He is teaching prayer as a critical element of his kingdom and the life to come. And we've been to our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We spent some time there as well. Today, then, we are coming to give us this day our daily bread. And really quickly, we've talked about the fact that this prayer is not a prayer to be recited, but it's a pattern for all lengthy biblical prayer. It's not to be read. I saw this just actually a couple nights ago in one of the mystery TV shows I was watching. And we've talked about this, that the world uses it like a an incantation. They find themselves in trouble, in trouble and immediately they go to this prayer. That's not what it was supposed to be used for, or it is supposed to be used for. It's an outline of prayer. And God does not respond to formulas. He responds to the heart of his people. And there may be times when we've got a written prayer, or even this prayer, When we are pouring our hearts into it, he will certainly listen to that. But it wasn't meant just for times when we are in trouble. It's a pattern for all the prayers we pray. And think about this. 
when Peter was walking on the water, nice and steady, heading out to see Jesus, and then suddenly he was not walking on the water and he could see the storm around him and he was panicking. He did not start out with, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He'd be drowned before he got all that out. His prayer was, Lord, save me. That's what God responds to. And even so, when we sit down to pray, this prayer that Jesus says, this Lord's Prayer, as it's been called, contains all the central elements of biblical soul-satisfying prayer. And we see here especially worship and intercession. And as I was getting ready for Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread, I ran across a question in one of the emails, and it asked, why are we praying for what he has already promised to give? On top of that, I'm really excited. I recently began to read John Calvin on the subject of prayer. I haven't read much of Calvin before, and I, I read a little bit on prayer. Some of the things stuck out. But I read today, I think it's in chapter 2 of the little iBook of prayer. It's either in chapter 2 or chapter 3. But this is what he says. This is how he puts it. But someone will say, does he not know without a monitor both what our difficulties are and what is meat for our interest? Just parenthetically, meat means proper, what we need for our interest. Back to the quote, so that it seems in some measure superfluous to solicit him by our prayers, as if he were winking or even sleeping until aroused by the sound of our voice. So it's the same question. Why are we praying for something he promises? And Calvin probably heard that question before, and you've probably asked that question before. I asked that question early on. It's a good question. It's a pointed question, but it sort of answers itself. And we do know that Jesus told us later in Matthew 6, he's going to say, do not be anxious, then saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or with what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things did the Gentiles eagerly seek. For our Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we see here that Jesus even anticipates that question, doesn't he? But when he says in verse 33, but seek, ye, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, that's the point. Jesus there is focusing on what we are to seek first, what we are to be concerned about. And I do apologize if I threw in a, a thee or a thou or a, or a ye there. When I read that, this is one of those passages that I remember reading from the very first time I read through the Bible in the King James Version. You know now we use the New American Standard Version, 1977. And Jesus is focusing his disciples and the people of Jerusalem on seeking God first, his righteousness. All those other things we get because they're promised. And the second thing I thought of is actually everything we pray, every time we pray, we are talking to God and requesting, if we're in intercession, we are talking to God. We are asking him for things he has already promised. And once again, this prayer isn't a verbatim thing to be read. It's a pattern. It's a model 
It's an outline for prayer. And it resets our perspective. It brings us to that reminder that we seek first his kingdom. We come to him, our Father who is in heaven. So now we are already already in the place of dependence. We are giving him what he richly deserves, and that is dependence on him. Thy will be done. His will is going to be done. When we say, hallowed be thy name, his name is going to be glorified. At one point in time, everyone, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Some to judgment and some to eternal life. But he's going to get that glory. His will is going to be done. His will is irresistible. And so when we come to the phrase, give us this day our daily bread, it is an indication of our reliance or a reminder of our reliance on God who supplies. And God is our all in all. Now, if you think about this, biblically speaking, in the Old Testament, manna, how often was manna supposed to be collected? Every single day, right? And just enough to eat, because we're going to look at this phrase in the broader sense. So the manna was collected every day, and just what they needed was supposed to be collected. The rest rotted. At that same period of time, he told his people Israel to take a day off. In those days, in those economies, a whole day was a valuable day of production, and the people around Israel were not taking those days off. And that's why it's a command, I think, because we would not take a day off unless we relied on him and let him take care of our needs. Later, God gives them a year of jubilee, a whole year off, and he promises to supply. So when we bow before God and we say, give us this day our daily bread, we are praying for what he has already promised, surely. But we are praying for what we need today, and not only in food, but in everything. John Gill, in his exposition of Matthew, talks about that. In everything we need, we need to be asking for what we need in the moment, for what we need today. Lord willing, we'll, we'll look at this later. But as we pray, in the same principle, you got manna in the amount that you needed just for that day. And so when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, and we expand it to everything, we want just enough for today, just enough food, just enough time to do the things that he has called us to do. When we plea for ourselves and our brothers and sisters, we want what is appropriate for this day. As Jesus said, we read earlier, not to worry, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough of its own. Worry about today. So just the right amount of food, just the right amount of fellowship, just the right amount of witnessing the people to talk to, just the right amount of rest. That's what we're praying for every day, what we need, his supply. We see that also in other places, biblically speaking. In Second Corinthians, when Paul was talking about his mission trip to bring financial relief to Jerusalem, in 2 Corinthians 8.15, he brings up an Old Testament principle. He's asking them to share, and then he says, As it is written, he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little had no lack. So when we see a brother or sister in need, we're not supposed to not help them for the sake of our savings account. We are supposed to help them because we have today too much. So we can share that. Job 31, I love this verse 
because it helps again set our perspective. If I have put my confidence in gold and called find gold my trust, if I have gloated because of my wealth, because my wealth was great, and because my hand had secured so much, if I have looked at the sun when it shone, or the moon go, going in splendor, and my heart became secretly enticed, and my hand threw a kiss from my youth, that too would have been an iniquity calling for judgment, for I would have denied God above. And what Job is saying there is, if I'm trusting in what I have more than I'm trusting God, I am denying him. And if you read in the prophets, that's what God condemns Israel for, not trusting him, but going to the lands around them for their help. And in Proverbs 37 through 9, I know some of you have been screaming about this and they, when is he going to get there? When is he going to get to this passage? Because this is the biblical principle as well, maybe the quintessential principle, verse, verses, passage on this concept. And you guys are really smart and you're thinking ahead. Proverbs 30, 7 through 9 says, Two things I have asked of thee, do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be in want and steal and profane the name of my God. And that's the principle that we are trusting in him. So, of course, we come to him and say, give us this day our daily bread. Give me enough time today. Give me enough energy today to do what I need to do, to talk to the people I need to talk to. The wisdom, just give me today what I need today to get through this day. And so, again, we see the Lord's Prayer as this pattern, not the very words to say. So as we bow before God in prayer and we think of our needs, our overriding principle is that principle, give me neither poverty nor riches, feed me with the food that is my portion, lest I be full and deny thee, and say, who is the Lord? We have then the biblical mandate to be praying today what we need for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters. I'm going to end this one here, we'll pray, and then end this portion of this today. But the next part, I'm going to do an addendum, because one of the providential things about having so much time off between these last two episodes is the fact that I started reading a book on the life of George Mueller, and many of you will remember what kind of prayer warrior he was. He was a pastor. He ran orphanages. He was a, a wonderful man of God, a joyous man of God, and a great example. In fact, I feel bad. My faith is so little compared to his. Next time on the addendum, though, we're going to talk a little bit about George Mueller and the real issue that clouds us and keeps us from being able to say, give us this day our daily bread. And it's not unbelief. It's a little belief and the wrong perspective and our sometimes dissatisfaction for what God has for us. And I tell that people this often as well. Today, you have exactly what God wants you to have. You have the right amount of money, the right friends, the right house, the right car, or no car, the right bicycle, the right place to live, 
Whatever you have today is exactly what God wants you to have today. And he wants you to be content and satisfied with him. It's not where you're going to stay. And things may change quickly or they may take some time. But right now you can rest that you are in the will of God. And this verse reminds us to say it is enough. Today it's a beautiful day no matter what's going on around us. Because I have salvation and I have the promises of God. And George Mueller lived his life in such a way that made that truth stark and real and evident. We'll talk about him next time. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day. We do thank you for your word. We do thank you for your promises. We do thank you that you move us to pray. You move us to call out to you. Heavenly Father, it just occurred to me the question, why pray about our daily needs? is actually a silly question because your children will call out to you, our Heavenly Father, for our needs no matter what. So it's not an issue of a why. It's an issue of our need and our need to talk to you and our need to express our needs to you. So we just present this to you and we pray that as we pray, our prayer would not be that we would win the lottery and have a job that makes a million dollars a year, Lord Jesus, unless that is what is meat as Calvin would say for us, we pray that you would give us today exactly what we need and that we would have the faith to glorify you for it and the faith to trust you with it and the faith to do your will with it and through today. We thank you for your goodness and your great loving kindness to us. Help us, Lord, to pray and to pray with the idea that we are coming for our daily bread, even though we know you've promised it. Thank you, Jesus, that you're our Savior. Thank you, Jesus, that your resurrection is the assurance of our promise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in our lives as that same assurance. And so we present these things to you in the name, in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to the glory of God. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace and contentment with his daily supply. Amen. Thank you for listening. The ministry prays the Lord will use this episode as he chooses to enhance our prayer lives to the glory of God. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments or even personal testimonies on prayer, you can contact us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com Facebook Free Range Preacher Ministries, Instagram, Free Range Ministries, Twitter, at Preacher Range. If you have any voiceover needs, you can contact Richard Durrington at richarddurrington.com or email at durringtonr at gmail.com. Fred and I wish to once again just say thank you for listening. <laughs>